Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. At long last, we are here. We are here. Hey, Edward, guess what day it is? I'm like the camel from the Geico commercial. Guess what day it is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Mike, Mike, tell Mike, me, Mike, tell Mike, me. Mike. It's Ellen Adair Day. Uh, no. I'm very excited. Not right? the not the baseball aficionado, Ellen Adair. Yes, yes. Yeah, and star of small and big screen, actor, actress, Ellen Adair will join us on the program. And boy, does she know baseball. All right. Hopefully hope, hopefully, I won't be too embarrassed talking to her about that. Well, I, I, we, we, both of you and I know a lot about baseball. Well, so. well, well prepare, prepare to be humbled. <laughs> okay, that's all right. All right. And that voice, well, first of all, I'm Edward Brown, uh, and my co-host is Vern Glenn from CBS affiliate KPIX-TV in San Francisco. Unfortunately, Bruce can't be with us today. He's going to miss this show, oh, and boy. I know he's sad about that. And at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And since Ellen Adair, who, again, is an actress, but also a baseball aficionado is going to be on the air uh, to be our guest. We are going to have the trivia theme of literature about baseball. Ooh, uh, well, she might take that. She might take that. We, yeah, we'd like to uh, uh, be nice to our guests. So, anyway, uh, then we're let's see. Uh, Ellen will be with us for a while, and then we're going to go on to other things like uh, Florida State. Did they raise twenty million dollars in private donations to buy out Taggart's contract as he was fired after a four and five start? Holy smokes. And then also a pi- uh, Packers linebacker, Preston Smith. He's buying Rolex watches for the entire defense as he gives credit to all uh, of the defense for helping him reach the sacks. I like that. He had 10 sacks. That's a, that's the way to do it, right? It's not a one-man show. No. no you know, no, even though no, you're no, doing no. the sacks, you know, you got to look at all your defense, your quarterbacks, everybody. This is the time of the year where it's got to be moving day for some of these teams if they are going to go the distance deep into the season. Okay. And uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5%. Secured by real estate, it doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
Attention Bay Area homeowners. Pacific Private Money has a loan program that can help you buy your next home right now. No need to wait to sell your existing home first. Our unique bridge loan lets you tap the equity in your current home to provide up to 100% financing on the home you wish to buy. We're friendly, fast, and ready to help you right now. Call us today for more information, 415-883-2150, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender, licensed Cal DRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk, and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Mountain Mike's Pizza. You've heard our phrase, pizza the way it ought to be. But did you know that our famous pepperoni large pizza has over 100 pieces of pepperoni on it? Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily, never frozen. Having a party? We have a great room for parties and a video arcade with tickets and prizes for kids. Located at 2100 4th Street in San Rafael, you'll enjoy your pizza the way it ought to be. Call us at 415-454-4300. That's Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Tap into the local food and beer scene at San Francisco's Urban Tavern, just steps from Union Square. Featuring a menu of locally inspired cuisine, Urban Tavern has the distinctive personality of a metropolitan gastropub. It's where the local food and beer scene is celebrated with seasonal menus and more than a dozen Bay Area craft beers on tap. Convenient to Union Square shopping and walking distance to the theaters, Urban Tavern is a great place to enjoy happy hour before a show. And get this, if you show your game ticket or wear your San Francisco team gear, you can enjoy a buy one get one free drink on game day, be it baseball, football, or basketball. Of course, Urban Tavern will be showing the games live. Oh, and don't forget, during the holiday season, Urban Tavern is convenient to the ice rink and holiday shopping in Union Square. Make an evening of it with shopping, dinner, and a show. Find Urban Tavern on Open Table and the beer app Untapped. You can also go to UrbanTavernSF.com. Men, if you want to pee easier, listen to this. A new Nobel Prize discovery was just proven in a clinical trial to help men pee 241% more. Ending multiple trips to the bathroom and the constant urge to go. This breakthrough is finally available in a pill called Prostavive LS. Developed by famed men's health expert Dr. Al Sears. And for a limited time, you can get a free bottle. Call 800-769-8155. Patients who've taken Prostavive LS are singing its praises. Hi, my name is Paul and I'm 73 years old. I used to get up multiple times a night to go to the bathroom, but after taking Prostavive LS, I now sleep through the night. Prostavive LS does does not require a prescription and there are no side effects but this free bottle is not available in stores call 800-769-8155 to get your free bottle of this nobel prize winning discovery proven in clinical trials to help men pee 241 percent more that's 800-769-8155 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn. And on the phone, we have, we're going to introduce her as baseball aficionado, Ellen Adair. And, uh, oh, by the way, she just happens to be an actress. How's that? Yeah, uh, and how is it? Is actor, actress, uh, what, what, what's your take on that? I prefer actor. Okay. okay. Gender neutral term. That'll work, that'll work. Now, Ellen, you know, you're... you're Doesn't bother me. Now, most people know you as an actor, but... Uh, you know, I figured I'd introduce you since this is a sports show as, as, as you're kind of our baseball analyst. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> analyst, infuses, whatever. I mean, I, you, you've seen, you, 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 you see the picture. She, she's at games. She's got posters. She's wearing swag. She knows lineup. She knows strategy. And, uh, and, 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 and it's just, it's, it's just, it, it, it fuels me to see her excitement for the game. 
Yeah, well, what I call it is an unhealthy love of baseball <laughs> that I have on my business cards rather than, like, specifying baseball aficionado versus baseball analyst. But, yeah, I'm happy to fill any of those holes. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get into this real quick for, for, the, for the folks that are wondering just, just what the connection is. So, so, so several months ago, now, when, I, when I'm not doing sports on the air, I binge watch, you know, whether I'm doing yeah. the dishes, whatever. So I'm flipping around, and I'm looking for a show to watch. So I stumble on a show called The Center. It's season two. And, uh, you know, I'm watching. Okay, all right. And, 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 and then there's, there's this great death in this show <laughs> and i and, and i you know i mean this wasn't like oh let's just take a little sip of tea and just crumble to the floor uh-uh ellen just stretched it out it was well over a minute it th- th- that it took her to die and i was just so blown away i reached out to her on twitter that's because they put the r- real hemlock in there right <laughs> I don't they know. Did. no acting was required yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow i mean i was i was really i mean i was really blown away by it and she was nice enough to respond and i, I guess uh, here we are at 2019 i would guess we would call this a a a a a, a, a digital correspondence that we've had because we've never met i mean this is our first conversation on the air there you go it's true it's crazy but i'm so grateful so, uh, you know, I, we know that you were on uh, MLB Network, kind of given the uh, explanation, but why don't you give us, uh, on Sports Econ 101, a little background as to why you're such a big baseball yeah, fan. Where did the love affair ignite? Lifelong love affair. And uh, basically, I was raised on baseball. My parents, uh, I'm from Philadelphia, and my parents brought me to Phillies games basically from as long as I can remember. And I have all kinds of theories now about why... Uh, why I have an unhealthy love of baseball, why it has continued in my life. Um, and I think that, you know, the sort of the short version of that is that it's nice to have something that's not acting that I also really love, you know what I mean, that's sort sure. of totally separate from my career. And uh, at the same time, I think it's that nothing reminds me of acting uh, as much as baseball does. <laughs> yeah. They just seem really uh, similar. And so I'm always watching uh, what, what, I'm always watching the game with a lot of empathy for the drama of it, for the players. That's a little escape for you too, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. And and why why do you say unhealthy? There's nothing unhealthy about baseball, by the way. Baseball is life, but go ahead. I, yeah, I guess it's, it's just that, uh, that, I think it's not always totally healthy for my emotional life, <laughs> the amount that I am invested in it. Yeah. And aren't there story? I, I, I believe there's one story out there. Maybe your was it one of your first games. You, I mean, you were an infant and then you were a bam. You were on, you were on the Jumbotron and then, and then things just kind of evolved from there with your, 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 I guess, your passion for the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, well, I have no memory of this, A, because I was, I don't know, like, <laughs> one and a half years old and B because I was asleep and according to my mom they just showed me sleeping in her arms on the jumbotron in the early days of the jumbotron and everybody went ah um, but yeah that's that's all hearsay as far as I'm concerned and then out here because we're, we're doing the show here in Northern California the San Francisco Bay Area where we have two baseball teams the Giants and the A's and through our back and forth through social media uh, the, the the discovery of of your of, of of your allegiance to the Oakland A's, the Green and Gold. I I just I love the Oakland Athletics so much. I just really love this group of guys. Yeah, I was wondering if it had to do with the fact that they used to play in Philadelphia many many. That's many right, years Philadelphia ago. A's. 
People have asked that, and it doesn't have anything to do with okay. that. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe ever so slightly, but yeah, it has it has mostly to do with um, with just my affection for the for the this current group of players. Although you know, I've always liked um, the A's in general, so maybe it has something to do with it. Yeah, I I, yeah. I have a particular crush on the corner infield Mats. I. <laughs> Saw, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Yeah, the, the Matt. When I when I saw the uh, when I saw them play uh, this year, which unfortunately the only time I saw them was when I was in Seattle. But I, I brought a sign for them that says "I love you, Matt," and then an apostrophe uh, or a parentheses around the S. So right. I love you, Matt. Oh, that's um, cute. Well, one one of these days we got we got to get you to an A's game. I mean, that would be now. I can I I don't I don't have the juice that that Fran Charles has with MLB. But but if you if you get out here to Oakland, I I can arrange a chance meeting with you and both Mats if you'd like. Oh my God, I die. <laughs> That's great. I love that. But she is a Philly fanatic, and and thank God she does not look like. The, the Philly fanatic, yeah. but 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 getting back to uh, getting back to your boys, Ellen. I mean, I it, it was it was it was a season that had so much hope, and, yeah. and 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 we'll get into Gabe Kapler in 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 just a little bit because he's one of the three candidates for the Giants' managerial job. But uh, but in 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 your in your estimation, kind of where 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 in the world did it go south? You know, I don't exactly know, and you know, I think that that's unfortunately. Uh, Gabe Kapler ended up being the sort of the scapegoat for that, uh, which I don't totally agree with. The fact that it was his fault, on the other hand, I agree that they had to change something else, um, and it's easier to change the manager than it is to change the entire team of players, which I'm not advocating for because I love most of them. Um, so, yeah, they're uh, they're in a tough spot I feel like this off season because they have so many spots that they need to fill I feel like they they need two starting pitchers and they need an entire bullpen worth of relief pitchers since uh they're losing Pat Neshek Tommy Hunter and Juan Nicasio to free agency which is like that's fine like don't let the door hit you on the way out as far as <laughs> concerned. and uh and you know the fate of uh sir anthony dominguez and adam morgan due to injury is a little unclear they could you know use a uh, third baseman so it's they they have deep pockets but they don't have infinite pockets before they uh bump up against the luxury tax and that's something that i think they're not interested in doing until they're pretty sure that their their team is going to win the World Series. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I feel like everything that I hear about what the Phillies are going to do is all like, oh, well, they're just going to go out and sign Garrett Cole and Anthony Rendon mm-hmm. and then also another pitcher and then these couple of relief pitchers. And they can't do that without going over the luxury tax. Yeah, especially so. especially with $330 million invested in one guy. On a 13-year contract. Yeah, although because it's a 13-year contract, the AAV is actually not bad on that deal. Um, and look at you, look at you, look, look, look at look at you, Miss General Manager. Look at you. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's great. 
Is that going to be your next career? (laughs) You know, it's, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'd be very good at it. I have enough, like, agita being the general manager of my fantasy baseball team. Hey, Ellen, stay with us a second. got to go to a commercial break, and uh, in honor of uh, you being on the show here, we decided to, our trivia theme is literature and baseball. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a trivia question. If you know the answer, don't say it yet. Yeah, don't bark it out. Yeah, when we come back from uh, break, then we'll let you answer it. Okay, here we go. Which writer spent the last year of Ty Cobb's life with him and later wrote a 420-page biography of Cobb? Mm-hmm. Who was the writer? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, no hints? No. no, no. Um, well, I'll tell you, they did make a movie. They made a movie. They okay. made a movie. Oh, okay. Right? okay. All right. And if you remember, I'll even tell you, it was the uh, Tommy Lee Jones played Ty Cobb. Okay. All right. That? All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Uh, We'll be right back with our special guest, Ellen Adair. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest-rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings, and we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more, that's right, 7% or more, 
Contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed CalDRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and our special guest, uh, baseball aficionado and actor, uh, Ellen Adair. All right, uh, first trivia question was, which writer spent the last year of Ty Cobb's life with him and later wrote a 420-page biography of Cobb? And as a reminder, um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones played Ty Cobb in the movie Cobb. Who was the writer? Mm. Ellen, you, know. you know that Ellen, one? Boy, you, you want to take a stab at it? I have no idea. No, I have no uh, idea. Al Stump. Very bad at trivia. Oh, Al Stump. Al Stump. Yeah, and I can't remember the actor who played Al Stump. Um, I'd have to look it up. But, okay. Uh, all right, so uh, Ellen Adair is joining us uh, on Sports Econ 101. Vern, take it away. Yeah, I had some questions, uh, <laughs> Ellen. I mean, we, 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 I brought up Gabe Kaplan before, one of the three managerial candidates for, for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, just kind of what... Being you know, following the Phillies as closely as you as as you do, I, I didn't know maybe if you had a take on this kind of guy on on on, on if it, maybe maybe he's the kind of guy that that that, that the, maybe the Giants should go after. I mean, I know he interviewed with the Cubs, but uh, but if this is especially with the with with, with bringing in. A, a, a new general manager, Farhan Zaidi, the president of baseball operations, went in and hired a fellow by the name of Scott Harris, who was the assistant general manager to Epstein with the with the Cubs. So he he's having his press conference at Giants headquarters later on, but and, and then they will hire a manager subsequently on, on, on the heels of that. But Gabe Kapler, I, I, you, you got you got to take one way or another on him. Well, I mean, I think my main take on Gabe Kapler is that I wish him well, and I think he could be a good manager. And so I'm sort of rooting for him to get the job, I guess. Um, I I know that it's sort of convenient that, that Scott Harris, I think, interviewed Kapler when he was still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that I think it, it sounds like Joe Espada is, is more – um, the front runner for the Giants' job right now, um, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that Kapler is very smart, and I think that he's a good communicator. And I know that the I mean, I heard I didn't I didn't personally talk to the players about it, but I heard that the players really liked playing with him. And you know, I I am totally aware that some of that feeling that I have could be that I met him and he was really exceptionally nice to me and it really felt like he was actually listening to the totally stupid things that I was saying uh, which you know lots of times you meet famous people and it's a sort of a pro forma conversation and that's very pleasant and nothing against that um, so I think yeah I just want to have that sort of proviso that I think that that colors the way that I feel about him and I think a lot of the sort of problem that he encountered in Philadelphia was just that like people never liked him here and they didn't they I think in my opinion they didn't like him for stupid reasons okay they didn't like him because 
he just seems like such a California guy and not a Philly guy. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like him because he has like a lifestyles blog and, you know, he looks like a Ken doll, which is fine. Uh-huh. Um, and not for some of the reasons that I, I think might have been fair to have been um, prejudiced against him. If, you know, for example, people are concerned about the fact that he's sort of mishandled the, uh, the assault allegations mm-hmm. um, when he was the Dodgers director of player development and, you know, a couple of minor league players. I mean, to be clear, his view, he never heard that there was any sort of a sexual assault. He heard that these two women had beat up this other woman while in the presence of some Dodgers minor leaguers, and he thought that he dealt with that appropriately. And it wasn't until later that the the victim um, said that there had been a sexual assault as well. And he says if he had known that, he would have dealt with it very differently. Oh, and I kind of, yeah. I, I mean, he, he definitely mishandled it, no question. But I also actually take him at his word that that was what happened. And I think that if anything, if, you know, if just uh-oh. Happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I think there's no way that he isn't so scared by that uh, incident that he will not, you know, make sure to do everything as swiftly and as above board as possible in the future. You- um, not that I'm saying that, that makes it okay, but I don't, j- just to finish my point, sorry, I don't think that that's why Philly fans didn't like him. I don't think they knew about that. I think they just didn't like him because they just decided that they didn't like him. And that sort of made, that just made it hard for him to succeed in Philadelphia. Well, in a market like this, which is vastly different from Philadelphia, it, it, it is a market where if 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 you win, then then that just kind of takes care of, of everything else it's not the it's it's, it's not the deep rooted uh s- s- sports strong out of the out of the philadelphia chicago new york uh, so it, it's it's a little softer out here so if, if if gabe can take over and 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 win and have guys buy into his and farhan zaidi's vision and, and scott Harris's vision then i think I, I think everything will just take care of itself because the giants do have three world series championships to kind of rest their hat on and that's going to buy you a lot of time yeah it's true and you know i mean absolutely no offense to the san francisco giants but they're not necessarily in win now mode and right. expectations might be a little lower right 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 i'm curious are you a are you a, are you a, are you an old school baseball type or are you more of this analytics play the numbers cybermetrics mm-hmm. uh, money ball go with the sh- extreme shift kind of person I'm probably more the latter than the former okay although I think that might actually be will end up in a sort of a middle ground and that the two sides don't have to fight each other. You need to balance a win baseball. Yeah, that's what I was telling uh, Vern earlier when we were talking analytics about, is- you know, the analytics. And it's like sometimes, you know, you got to go just with what the hot bat is. Go with the hot bat? Yeah. Or go with, go with the hunch? Go with the hunch, Right, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you had, now, this, being a Philadelphia fan, you know, you've had a couple of good seasons, but, uh, gosh, going back when you were a kid, they weren't, they weren't that good, were they? Didn't you have some kind of hard, 
hard knocks going on there? Well, they won. Well, they won a World Series. No, no, no. Before, uh, well, that's true. But I mean, I don't know. They went to the series in in 1993. Yeah, yeah. That was a formative moment for me. Like I loved that team of guys, and people were on the streets of Philadelphia yelling, "We're number two afterwards." They lost to. And then 2008. Didn't they go back in 2008? Yeah, well, they they, they won it all. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Rays then. Who who did they lose sure to? Did. Was it the Yankees? The the Blue Jays. Uh, they they lost to the Yankees in two thousand nine. Oh, that's right, Mitch Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, you must have been walking on air in 08 when they won it. I sh- I was yeah I really was. Unfortunately, I was I was doing a show in D.C. at the time, so I was not in Philadelphia. But my mom was at the final game, um, that like two part final game. So, speaking of show, I'm curious. How do you balance your fandom with your, I guess, day-to-day career? I mean, it's not it, – it, it's – how do I put it? I mean, you you, 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 you you have to be on set and you have to be in character. I mean, you're, it's, 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 it's like an all-encompassing thing. But if you're doing that, and let's just say a World Series is going on at the same time, and it, it's, it's got to be kind of maybe in – Back of your mind, I'm just curious how you weigh that as a sports baseball enthusiast. It's hard, but I think, you know, I'm actually pretty good at compartmentalizing because I think that that's a skill that actors have to have, where they're like, this thing that exists in front of me is the only thing that exists. You have to be able to do that if you're going to, like, ignore the fact that there's a camera in your face, you know, for example. So I think that... The way that I have, if I've been doing a show or something um, during the World Series, which has happened to me so many times, I just, like, I put blinders on and I don't, you know, I don't look at my phone and everybody knows not to tell me any spoilers and I go home and I start watching it when I get home, you know, even if it's sort of late. So uh, I'm always trying to, like, I live a lifetime of trying to avoid spoilers, even if that's just like the middle of the season and, you know, I'm working or I'm doing anything else during game time, I know that I'm going to watch that game later and I'm studiously trying to. You know, I had to do, I had to do the same thing with, with our other co-hosts here, uh, mostly Bruce, sometimes Vern, because sometimes I can't watch the game live and so I'll, I'll record it. And it was especially during the Warrior games. And every once in a while, my, my phone would go off with a, with a text and I'd read it. And suddenly it was, I'm reading these texts and going, no, stop telling me that. So I had to turn Edward, the phone can off. Can you believe that play? <laughs> oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a win. What a... <laughs> well, I had to pull the old Homer Simpson, don't. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, 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 back to you, Ellen, as, as we start to segue more into your career and, and, and what you got you know, going on. Uh, uh, you've, I'm, I'm a little biased, okay? I, I think you're a summer or a holiday blockbuster away from being like an everyday household name. I mean, that's, that's how I feel about your, your acting prowess. Uh, but, 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 oh. I, but, I, um, but, but you've... I mean, you've you've been in some of the biggest monumental shows that that, that are out there. I mean, uh, billions, uh, yeah, billions, and, Homeland. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned you know the 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 center, Nurse Jackie, and 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 you're in this the slasher movie 
trick. But wait, and and we're and Ellen, hold on a second. We our studio is saying we have to cut to break. We're going to have you answer that question when we come back. All right. All right. More on right. Ellen's career. Yes, yeah, so exactly. On the other side. On the other side. Okay. Uh, second trivia question: Which colorful former umpire wrote about his umpiring experiences in the entertaining book *The Umpire Strikes Back*? That, not a Star Wars film. That's the name of the that, book. The, that, umpire the Umpire Strikes, strikes back. back. I like that. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Have you wondered how the banks make all their money? Have you ever wanted to be on the bank side of the deal? At Pacific Private Money, our clients are doing just that. For over a decade, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments, earning returns of 7.5% or more secured by primarily Bay Area real estate at conservative values. As most baby boomers know, it's important to earn consistent, above-market returns on your savings and retirement accounts. Let's face it, most of us are not on track to achieve the level of retirement income we'll need to fund the lifestyle we want. High-yield alternative investment strategies like Pacific Private Money's mortgage-backed investments might be just the thing you need to boost the income in your retirement accounts. Annual yields of 7.5% and more are not uncommon using these simple strategies. Join the thousands of Bay Area residents who have learned one of the best-kept secrets in investing today. For more information, call us at 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed CalDRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. The station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Tap into the local food and beer scene at San Francisco's Urban Tavern, just steps from Union Square. Featuring a menu of locally inspired cuisine, Urban Tavern has the distinctive personality of a metropolitan gastropub. It's where the local food and beer scene is celebrated with seasonal menus and more than a dozen Bay Area craft beers on tap. Convenient to Union Square shopping and walking distance to the theaters, Urban Tavern is a great place to enjoy happy hour before a show. And get this, if you show your game ticket or wear your San Francisco team gear, you can enjoy a buy one get one free drink on game day, be it baseball, football, or basketball. Of course, Urban Tavern will be showing the games live. Oh, and don't forget, during the holiday season, Urban Tavern is convenient to the ice rink and holiday shopping in Union Square. Make an evening of it with shopping, dinner, and a show. Find Urban Tavern on Open Table and the beer app Untapped. You can also go to UrbanTavernSF.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Vern Glenn and our special guest, Ellen Adair. Second trivia question, what 
which colorful uh, former umpire wrote about his umpiring experiences in the entertaining book The Umpire Strikes Back? Mm. Wow. I, I don't I don't know. Don't know that one. Is that uh, a trivia? Ron Luciano. Luciano. Luciano wrote that book. Luciano. I bet he's got some stories. I'm sure he does. Oh yeah, the umpire strikes back. Yeah, speaking of umpires, like, he's speaking of umpires, Alan. Always here, here, strike back. Say again. I said, doesn't the umpire always strike back? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, he, well, he's the law. Yeah. He's the law. Hey, speaking of umpires, Ellen, how do you feel about the uh, the 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 push? I know they're trying it at the minor league level for these these robotic oh, yeah. strike zone machines. Oh, you know, I actually. I feel like it would be great if maybe the umpires could have that information. So I think you still need a person there rather than just having uh, a robot ump. I think like having a person being able to use that technology would be good, is my opinion. Well, the managers also, if they're going to get kicked out of the game, they can't yell at a robot. Well, sure you can. Sure you can. Yeah, kick to be a Billy Martin, kick dirt on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to you. Back to you, Ellen, and your and your career. We, I I I'd mentioned a, a on the big screen this the slasher movie trick. I mean, now, we're we're now in a period where we're a whole bunch of horror theme slasher oh, yeah, or, or starting to come up. But trick, I believe, was the first to really kind of get the ball rolling for 2019. How fun was that project? And uh, and and just what. Uh, what are, what are your what are your remembrances of, uh, of 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 working of, with with Omar Epps and the rest of the gang? Oh gosh, it was so much fun. I really really loved working on that film. Um, working with Omar was great. The director is just like the um, smartest, most positive person. Like the combination of those two things, uh, and yeah, it was it was just great fun for me. I often play sort of like white-collar people who wear suits, you know, lawyers and, you know, chiefs of staff and that kind of thing. So it was really fun to get to play, to get to put on a uniform instead of a suit, um, to play a sheriff and have, like, action sequences and stuff. It was it was a ball. Hey, as your star continues to rise, I mean, you're t- t- terrific character actor, and, but but I, I have a feeling may- maybe now you can, 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 you, you can still go to the 7-Eleven and, and pick up milk and not be not be stopped yeah but I mean but 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 the more visible you become uh, I, don't, I don't know how comfortable you feel being approached going hey I really admire your work I mean, I, how, how do you handle all of that oh my god I mean it doesn't happen to me that often but when it does I'm like hey thanks burn <laughs> <laughs> that happens to yeah, you yeah. yeah I mean I think what what actors sometimes mind is when people are just like i recognize you right and they're not like you were great they just they're just like you i've seen your face oh okay great great but actually that actually hasn't happened to me and i don't know if it's just because i'm uh i'm certainly not famous for it to happen often so when people do recognize me they're like oh you were in the center or you were on homeland or Mm -hmm. something or actually it's usually a question right were you on the sinner? I'm like, yes, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, and then when I answer that question, usually they're not like, huh. Usually they're like, you were great. And then I can say, 
thank you. And it's like a you know nice interaction. Well, people people come up to my wife and say, "Wait, aren't you Edward Brown's husband?" And she says, (laughs) "Why? Does he owe you money?" (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. Hey, for 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 Um, for the for the listener out there that just really doesn't know anything about you know making movies or the process, I'm just curious. How average? How long does it take to actually film a movie? Oh God. (laughs) Well. Uh, it really varies. It depends on, honestly, the budget of the film, and it depends on how complicated the film is. Mm-hmm. So Trick is 90 minutes, and we shot for four weeks. Four weeks. Uh, and, okay. and, like, could probably have used five weeks, you know, I think, if there, if there had been mm-hmm. a little bit more money for more well, time. I'm going to guess now, a lot of it has to do with the you know producer and the director, because in 1991, I was asked to be an extra uh, for a dance sequence in uh, a Hallmark Hall of Fame um, movie with Mark Harmon, right? And Tippi Hedren. And Tippy Hedren. Tippy Hedren, yeah. Hubba, Hubba. Was, yeah, exactly. Alfred yeah. Hitchcock's The Bird. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, we, we did it at the Filoli Mansion, you know, in uh, the... Mountain View or whatever. And the thing is, this was literally like an all-day scene, right? I mean, it, it ended up showing up maybe maybe two minutes on, on the screen. And and it was apparently it was this, you know, uh, producer, director who, you know, had all the money in the world and his, his parents just basically, you know, trust fund baby or whatever. And so he just kind of, you know, wasted as much time as he could. Wow. And, and so I'm thinking, you know, for a 90-minute film to only be doing four or five weeks actually it seems really short. Do you yeah. do do you favor uh, do, do do you favor a project that will, that may take a a month to shoot versus say a you know like 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 a twenty two episode arc series that 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 may last an entire season? I would definitely rather do a twenty two episode okay. arc season. Like I just like acting, and so the more days that I can do it, the better is is my attitude. So what have you got? Uh, can can you share with us anything that you might have? In the hopper. Um, well, I uh, am on an episode of the CBS show Bull. Oh, uh, starring Michael Weatherly. Yes, yeah, indeed. he's a lovely human being, um, and uh, that is going to be airing next Monday. Actually, oh, next Monday. Okay, great. All right. Well, I'll look I'll, for that. I'll, I'll definitely mark that one. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Because you, you, as as an actor, you you always want to have something cooking i mean you want to boom project to project to project to project right that's that's the dream right. <laughs> you know it's happened but yeah that's the dream well at least you, it, 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 at least in between projects you always have baseball to fall back on i do except for in the off season <laughs> yeah. i mean i still i'm obviously enough of a fan that i'm like interested in the off season machinations i'm like oh the gm meetings are this week so yeah, yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't. It doesn't fill me the same way. I think Rogers Hornsby said that the only thing he does during the winter time is is just look out the window waiting for baseball to start again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I was I was interviewed for Baseball Prospectus, and and I said that in the off season I am the human embodiment of that famous Rogers Hornsby quote, like set uh. to a wistful picture of the ball in the dew flecked grass. Because yeah, <laughs> of all the, of all the actors out there, I got I gotta believe. I mean you. You are uniquely qualified to be part of a baseball-themed project. Edward, you yeah, and I, should, we should work on a screenplay yeah. where, where we develop a character for Ellen. Okay. Uh, you, totally. Done. Yeah. <laughs> done. <laughs> done and done. Sure. 
like it. And uh, you, uh, you had to see uh, some notes here. Remember, you wanted to ask her that question. What was the question? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If if yeah, this this was my this was my if 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 Ellen was 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 Rob Manfred of 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 the, the commissioner of baseball, what what might be one or two things that you would that you would like uh, in, indoctrinated throughout the league? Oh my God, one or two things. Um. <laughs> okay, 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 ten or twenty. Ten things. or ten or twenty. <laughs> All right, all right. I can I, I, I can see I can see Ellen showing up with the scroll, going. I have a few things, and then she unravels it, <laughs> and it goes all the way across the room. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so number one is that I would speed up instant replay. Like if you can't tell that the call should be overturned in sixty seconds, then the call stands. Oh, that's and a great so, idea. Yeah, I put, put also, a clock on it. I also yeah. believe, and this is probably more um, controversial. But I believe that, like, a tiny little sliver of daylight of somebody coming off of the bag of a stolen base shouldn't count as an out. Like, if you can't see the person come off the bag with the naked eye and they beat the throw to the bag, they're safe. That's a good, that's a good one, because otherwise these guys get hurt. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they slide right over and, yeah, you know, unless they come way off the bag. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. And I yeah. feel like it makes it means that there's fewer stolen bases because it, because guys know I could beat the throw to the bag and still be out just as I'm sliding through the bag. And I think that that's dumb, and I love stolen bases, and I love watching yeah. stolen bases, and I don't want them to be on the decline. Yep. So that's 1, or sort of 1.5. Um, one thing that I feel very strongly about, I wrote an article about it, is that I, I would change the... Um, punishment under the domestic violence and child abuse policy to include rather than just a suspension, which I'm in favor of, but to include that like a percentage of whatever that player might earn throughout the rest of their major league uh, career would sort of be tithed from their salary and instead go to uh, charities that help victims of abuse. Yeah, man, Commissioner Adair is yeah. on point. I like wow. that. So that, like, yeah, yeah. if if you had if you had if you had a person who had had alleged domestic abuse on your team, you could be like, right, but my team, by employing this player, is like mandatedly sending money also to a charity, and that I think also there should be some sort of like positive event every year that is like remember that this part of this person's salary is going to this charity and isn't that great just so that we remember because to me it's it's distressing that it's not it's just not remembered and i don't think that they're stripped of their livelihood because i think that that's um that it actually creates a lot of problems for uh potentially escalating the violence if if the the players know that that much is necessarily at stake, anyway. So yeah, that's a really good point. Especially it's like when people get divorced and they have kids. I mean, you got to pay child support for eighteen years or whatever it is. Right. It's uh, almost the same sort of thing. I, li- I like that because, like you said, it puts it in the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just don't yeah. want it to be allowed to like slip to the background, basically. Yeah. Um, and that the that you know by continuing to play, then they could add positive visibility to the issue. Now we oh. should take we should take a, the last two minutes of the show and send it to Rob Manfred. Yeah, <laughs> just play this. Here's a, here's a just, just a few suggestions. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, good. Well, I I certainly have more ideas, but if we're out of time, then those are those are the two that I probably feel the most passionately about. <laughs> well, now if if it happens, we know who to give credit to. That's right. That's <laughs> it. Well, Ellen Adair, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Sports Econ 101. We are definitely going to have to have you back uh, more when the uh, when the season starts again. Yeah, this is hey, Ellen. Hey, this God. is personally, this has been a real real treat for me. Real I really appreciate you taking your time. And uh, hey, we're gonna hey. We're we're going to look for bull next Monday That's on it. CBS. Yes. That's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, continued success, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll probably hit you sooner than later, digitally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Ellen, for joining us. All right. All right. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. All right. That was Ellen Adair, act, actor. She. It's so weird. It's still hard to say actor for right. a woman, but that's what she well, wants. It, it's twenty nineteen now. Hey, they they are an actor. It's yeah. interchangeable. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, boy, she definitely knows her baseball. I, I to- like that. I, I told you. You told me. I to- you told me. She even she even writes poetry. She posts poetry oh. on her Twitter page. It really, it, nice. it, she really is an interesting read. Okay. Uh, here's our last uh, trivia question here. Which boy of summer sued the Dodgers because they released him while he was hurt without paying him for the rest of the year as required by the standard player contract? Hmm. Okay. So he's one of the boys of summer. So that would have been... The Brooklyn Dodgers, right, right? Right. So you have to guess which one, uh, and you will you'll know. All right, a- ask it again. Okay. Which boy of summer sued the Dodgers because they released him while he was hurt without paying him for the rest of the year as required by the standard player contract? Yeah. Okay. That's our trivia question. All right. Uh, email Edward at SportsEcom101.com. The answer to that question. And again, Ellen Adair, thank you so much for joining us on Sports Econ 101. Stay with us. We're going to have some closing comments when we come back. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063-800-957-6063-800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn. And Ellen Adair was uh, uh, she joined us for the whole show. Loved it, loved it. Good job. Okay, here's our third trivia question we asked uh, before we cut the break. Which boy of summer sued the Dodgers because they released him while he was hurt without paying him for the rest of the year as required by the standard player contract? My first guess is uh, Gino Simoli. No. No. <laughs> Former Brooklyn Dodger. He was an outfielder. I, okay. You. All right. No, this one, this guy's a little bit native. more, he's a little bit more well-known. Well, no, well okay. More, more well-known than uh, Gino Simoli. Yeah. I mean, uh, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, well, not, right? not, not Pee Wee Reese. No, right? no, no. Carl Ferrillo. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know how they got away with not paying if it's part of the standard contract. I don't, I don't know. Of course, back then, it was kind of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Wild West of baseball. All right. Uh, yeah, so this contract, this was written in pencil. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Disappearing me. Yeah. Well, shoot, man. We didn't get a hold. Of okay. So next week we'll cover uh, Florida State raising uh, $20 million in private donations to buy out Taggart's contract. And maybe next week there will be a uh, a new number one in college football because, boy, LSU, on the baby. hills of this past weekend, man, uh, LSU reigning supreme in the heart of Dixie and the fourth-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions getting bumped off. So. Whew. It'll be, things are changing. Yep. All right, ready? Here's our thoughts for the day. Earl Weaver, you remember him, right? Sure, number four, Baltimore Orioles. That's yep. it. Uh, he said, the key to winning baseball games is pitching, fundamentals, and three-run homers. Okay. <laughs> the three-run Jimmy Jack. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll, uh, that'll help quite a bit. And uh, another Earl, Earl Wilson, said, a baseball game is simply a nervous breakdown divided into nine innings. <laughs> I could see yeah. that, you know. Can you imagine? You know, these these uh, these managers, no wonder. Was it Dave Martinez had how many heart attacks or strokes? Yeah. You know? That's a, that'll, that'll a make nervous you just breakdown a, broken ner- up into nine innings. <laughs> yeah. That's baseball. It's funny, but, boy, it is a, a little nerve-wracking. And it's funny because there's no time. 
in baseball, right? As compared to yeah, no you know, basketball, no clock. No clock. Yeah, kind of funny. All right, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.